watch CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impact of climate change. We have conversations with people on the front line of this critical issue. Subscribe to Climate Watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the planet we call home. Hello and thank you for joining us on Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm Brandon Yates and today we will be discussing the European football summer transfer window. We'll be looking at some of the biggest moves, which teams have done good or bad business, as well as look at the performances of players featuring for new teams. To help me get through the subject matter, I'm joined by two fantastic panelists, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. And Yang Guang, I'll start with you. It's pretty much been a phenomenal transfer window so far. We've seen some big moves. We've seen some really exciting play happen already where mm. some players are already featuring really highly for their new teams. But which transfers have caught your eye so far? I must say the best deal should be Harry Kane joining Bayern Munich. Of course you'd say that. my dream <laughs> deal. Agree. Big Bayern fan over here. <laughs> a dream deal for me for many years. Mm. And a credit to Bayern management. Yes, yes. Daniel Levy, notoriously very difficult to negotiate with. Yeah. I think he's a genius mm. um, in this kind of trade. I think considering the situation that Levy was dealing with, where Harry Kane, I think, had less than a year left mm-hmm. on his contract, 29 years old, I think getting £100 million for someone in that ilk, you know, someone that's at, still performing at a very high level and still one of the best players in the world, but is getting to the latter stages of his career, clearly wanted a move. I think to get that amount of money, considering that yeah. position that Kane had over Levy and Tottenham, where he was definitely in the power seat, to get that amount of money, Daniel Levy definitely deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah. and those tricks mm. in the mind game with Bayern, <laughs> they worked really well. Really and did. proved what a smart businessman he is. Yeah, and have you been impressed with Kane's performances so far? Yeah, I would say he's a perfect add-up to Bayern squads. Mm. Actually, I think he's a perfect add-up to any team. It's just who he yeah, is. Definitely. He would kind of fit in anywhere, right? Yes. He's just got that final touch um, and his ability to link up with other players. He's just yeah. the perfect centre forward. Mm, I really envy Yang Guan. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, as a United fan. I yeah. would have loved Harry Kane in my squad. Yeah, he's a master for trades. Mm. Um, Do you think Kane also made the best move in terms of his career as well? Because it seemed like he really was desperate to have a move to mm. a world-class club. No disrespect to Tottenham. <laughs> but you know, to a team that's competing for leagues and Champions League medals... And he also didn't want to... I mean, look, he knew that he would upset Tottenham fans to a certain degree, but I think he would have upset them a lot more had he moved to a Premier League rival. So do you think that he also made the right move to leave the Premier League and join, obviously, the Bundesliga giants Bayern Munich? Definitely. Uh, I mean, the first the Bundesliga would be very special for Kane because he's... Oh, so you're assuming that it's already a done deal? <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh, what's more special would be the Champions League trophy. Of course. And I think Bayern is one of the contenders this season. I think there's no doubt about that. I think, you know, just the attacking variety that they have up front, the pace that they have down the wings. I think one area that they may lack in is a bit of creativity in Mm. midfield. But when you've got someone like Harry Kane, who is, of course, a goal-scoring phenomenon, but also has the ability to create chances for others, I don't think that creativity in midfield is as needed as it was when he was with previous teams. He's like a wild card in a poker game, Mm. which can represent any other cards. 
I know some people would say Kane is kind of slow-paced. He is.、Um, speed is never on his resume. Doesn't matter though, right? Yeah, I mean, with Gnabry, with Kingsley Coman, with, with all of the fastest yeah, wingers、Leroy、in the world,、yeah. all seem to play for Bayern for some、yeah. reason. <laughs> speed is the least thing you would worry about with、mm. this Bayern squad. Actually, we are one of the fastest in Europe. Yeah, but what really? Kane brings about and、uh, makes an impact on with this Bayern squad is something we've been long missing, which is the pivot in attack. Yeah, ever since yeah. one of the goats、exactly. of、mm-hmm. Bayern history, Robert Lewandowski, left right. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in when the opponents play really heavy defense and really defend deep.、Mm. I think Kane would. Play a huge role. Kane also scenarios. Bring, yeah, and Kane also brings something different that Lewandowski never had, which is link-up play. Yes,、Absolutely. so I think he actually has the potential to have a greater impact, not necessarily on the amount of goals that he scores, but just the way that Bayern play. I think that you know, of course, he's going to score numerous goals, as we've already seen him doing this season. But I also think the ability that he has to set up passes for those speedy players that you've mentioned.、Yeah. If I'm a team defending against Bayern, what do you do? Because if you mark Harry Kane. You, there's so much、so、space for all of these speedy、yeah. wingers, so I think Kane is going to cr-、uh, create a lot of problems for teams that come up against Bayern Munich, not just in the Bundesliga but、Ooh. in Europe as well. This is yeah, like I mean, yeah, 100 million euros. With, It seems like a bargain with, in, in this market for someone who yeah who who can act as both a striker and also an attacking <laughs> midfielder.、Mm. Oh my God, it's a bargain it's a in terms、deal. of the prices, in terms of what、yeah. he can do, and he just brings like a calmness. He just looks、yes. like he knows what he's doing. He Brings a certain level of stability to a squad, and I think he's already having that impact at Bayern. What are、yeah. your thoughts, Tianyu? Three goals and one assist in the first two matches or three、mm. matches.、Yeah. I wouldn't、That's、expect、insane. anything less from Kane, though. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I, I knew he would fit this team like a glove. It's, it's it's already the best proof that he's the biggest contender for the Golden Boot yeah, yeah. Award this season. I think、yeah. <laughs> it's early days. It's early days, but it, it really yeah, is looking good at this point. It's gone off to a good start. Yeah, a perfect start. Yeah, and it just looks like a match made in heaven. I really、mm. think that. Look, there is also the debate, and this is something that I brought up a couple of weeks ago when、uh, Kane was going to make the move. He did have the potential to go on to be the Premier League's all-time leading goalscorer, which I think is an incredibly unique title to have, and that's something that Alan Shearer has always said. That when people ask him, "Are you more proud of the Premier League title that you won with Blackburn, or are you more proud of、um, you know the top scorer in the Premier League history?" and he always says. There's only one person that's got that title of being the English Premier、yeah. League all-time top goalscorer, and that's something、yeah. that Kane could have taken. However, it didn't seem like that was the biggest factor for him. I think that he wanted to challenge himself and win titles with a club and you know in a team setting. And I think that Bayern Munich, in terms of the, the ability to win domestic titles, having the chance to potentially win titles in Europe, I think it was the perfect move for player and for club. Yeah, I'm just happy you guys are with me. I'm on the fence because in, if I was Kane, I think it would have been very difficult for me to leave Tottenham, considering that、uh, Premier League record. And I think it also would have been very tempting to join the likes of Manchester United, where he probably would have got to that English Premier League top scorer title a lot sooner. No disrespect, Tottenham. <laughs>、um, again, sorry. <laughs> But、um, look, I think because he did want the move and he wanted to test himself at the highest level, I think Bayern Munich was the best choice for、mm. player and for for club. Tottenham and Bayern as well, but ironically,、yep. Tottenham's getting better this season after he left. <laughs> like we said, it's early days. We'll have to wait and see what yeah, happens. I, yeah, I, I will be very the, surprised if Tottenham yeah, even break the into the, the into the top yes, six. But yes. yeah, like you said, they are playing really well at the moment.、Yes. Um, and James Madison seems to be a really great signing for Tottenham. But have any、um, 
uh, transfers at this point in time, Tianyu also caught your eye besi- besides the likes of Harry Kane? Well, I've got to say as a Real Madrid fan, I <laughs> would say ju- signing Jude Bellingham is probably the best decision that the managers have made. Talk about a bargain, like a, right? Yeah, like, in like the past five years or mm. so. Look at the club, look what the, the club has been doing for the past few years. The, they signed Eden Hazard for mm. 150 million euros. Oh. Possibly he, one of the biggest fails yeah. in transfer history. And look, I mean, you know, it on paper it made sense, but it just really didn't work out for the player. He didn't take care of his fitness yeah. and he was injury prone. And Real Madrid could just never have envisioned that that would be such a disaster. So you can't really blame either player or the club yeah, but wow what but, a fail that was but yeah that that's that's a poor decision he didn't, he ended up in the bench sitting in the bench for like two years what's he even doing now eating, Does, do you guys know where eden hazard is or what he's doing i don't know is he still in the real King? madrid squad like i have no idea what he's doing with his life right now he's probably yeah. just taking in the in the paychecks which <laughs> doesn't sound like a bad way of uh living to be honest but yeah. um yeah, it's, it's, been, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a crazy um, downward trend for Hazard, unfortunately, yeah. because he is such a great talent. Yeah, but back to Bellingham, I mean, yeah, let's talk about him. I'm, I'm going to stick with the bad decisions that Real Madrid has made. <laughs> Last year, they, they, they've wasted years' time chasing Kylian Mbappe. Mm. Mm. And yeah, and ended up Could getting still happen, fooled. Though. Could by... still happen. Could <laughs> yeah, still definitely maybe, happen. But... And letting go of Benzema. Yeah, letting yeah. go of Benzema. Look, I don't know how much that Good was of, of a letting go situation. I think that... Because of what Benzema had done for the club for over a decade, I think they just came to a mutual understanding that, well, look, they did let him go in in that sense. But I think that they both agreed that, look, this is a good move for you and your future in terms of Real Madrid discussing this with Benzema. And obviously, this is something Benzema really wanted to go to the Saudi league and make a ridiculous sum of money. But yes, that was a move that definitely hindered Mm. um, Real Madrid. And it seems like, like you've been saying, Tianyu, they have really struggled to replace the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, Gareth Bale, um, yeah. which were massive money transfers and were Galactico signings. And they'd kind of continued on that trend. Mm. And when they realized that didn't work, it seems like they've changed their transfer approach, which can you tell me a bit more about that? The yeah, likes of signed, Rodrigo, Vinicius, yeah, and like they've Bellingham. signed some young potential players, like the likes of Rodrigo, uh, Vinicius, mm. Kamavinga. Kamavinga. Yeah. But look at the the successes that they have achieved in the past few years, in the past few seasons. They can win matches largely due to the members of their old lineup, the likes of Luka Modric, Toni Kroos, uh, Carvajal, relying heavily on these players, on these veterans. They need someone. But do you think they've got a good transitional plan at this point in time? Because yes, they are still relying on Kroos and Modric and those kind of players, but it looks like they've got some very talented youngsters that are coming through that could potentially replace them while they're still playing and also be long-term solutions to continue Madrid's dominance in particularly Europe. Definitely. signing. I think signing Jude Bellingham is a great start. Mm. You can definitely do anything take up any role in the in the midfield mm. he although we have seen in the past when players that can do everything mm. sometimes that hinders their progression because managers and teams don't know what to do with them but so far for bellingham that doesn't seem to be a problem the squad is currently need is attacking power mm. we don't we, we can't count on vinicius jr all the time and rodrigo we we, we still need a striker and yes definitely yeah, and, and ancelotti is considering making him a um, false nine yeah a, a substitute for for a, a real striker and yeah. i think that can work Bellingham. Yeah, Bellingham. In the striker's you look position. At, look at his data. Look <laughs> at his data. That's what I'm thinking right now. But I mean, I'm, Four goals look, in three Cesc Fabregas did something similar at Barcelona, which didn't necessarily work out. I mean, it did create a lot of space for Messi. 
And I think having Bellingham in that role could create space for the likes yeah. of Vinicius and Re- Rodrigo. But I still don't think that that is his best position. I think he's best when he's lying deep. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it's a good move for Madrid at this point while they are without a world-class striker. But at some point, they will need to sign one. Yeah, and it could one. potentially be Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe. I, really, I definitely think that that move is going Hopefully. to happen at some point. Ma- maybe not necessarily in this window. I doubt it will happen in this window. But I think Mbappe is dead set yeah, on joining yeah. Real Madrid. Is that a move that you would like to see? You know, we already missed Harry Kane. We can't mi- afford to miss another superstar. Yeah. <laughs> but looking at at the same time, Mbappe, in terms of a long-term strategy, which is something that Madrid seem to be leading towards at this point in time, not just signing players that are good right now, although Mbappe is one of the best in the world yeah. right now, but they seem to be planning for the long term. Yeah, they- and even though Mbappe is one of the best, if not the best player in the world right now, he would still be a long-term solution for Real mm-hmm. Madrid. So do you think that Madrid still, should yeah. go all out to try and sign him in the next window and at this point in time use Bellingham in a position that could potentially fill that gap that Mbappe will fill in the future? Yeah, like you guys said, I think eventually we need a real striker. 100%. The, the, the ability to terminate, <laughs> <real> terminate the <laughs> game, to convert... Do you, see the, do you see the joke there? A real striker. <laughs> <laughs> to convert the ball position into real goals mm. right but now, now you've I got think. the player that can do that so I think that now if they do sign a striker Bellingham is going to be the perfect player that's going to unlock space and yeah. chances for players for example um, Connor Cody who was a defender for Everton and I think still is a defender for Everton and he's been in the England setup he was on a podcast recently and he was discussing um, which players in the England squad when he first joined the squad had the biggest impact and I mean they've got some of the best players in the world right and this is the first time that Bellingham had entered the England setup and he said 18 year old Jude Bellingham was doing things that I've never seen before in one of the training sessions apparently he did a 360 turn with the ball on his foot this is Bellingham and nutmegged uh, Connor Cody and this is the first (laughs) time he was in the England setup and he had the talent and the mindset and the courage to do that so he's clearly somebody that's going to be very special for England for Real Madrid and I think if Mbappe also joins Real Madrid my goodness the European, you know, the Champions League is probably locked up for the next five to My ten years. <laughs> yeah. Although exactly. Bayern could have a shout, <laughs> I think those two teams are going to be a dominant force in the Champions League for Good some challenge. years to come. Yeah, we'll we'll get into Manchester City yeah. and a couple of other teams that have been doing business. Um, mm-hmm. Tianyos, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been an incredible window. We've seen some unbelievable business being done, like we've already discussed at this point in time. But which teams do you think have done the best business so far and potentially which ones haven't done enough business or have done bad business? I, I also want to talk about the losers, potential losers. Yeah, like uh, on think, paper, they're not yeah, looking um, so good yeah, at this point. Yeah, right? I think right? Arsenal might be one of them. Really? You know, Even signing, with Declan Rice? Signing Kai Havertz. I, I, I just <laughs> had no idea. Yeah, I, can't, why? I can't defend the Kai Havertz <laughs> signing for £70 million. Pounds. Madness, madness. Why the managers are so desperate about... Kai Havertz. I don't mm. see any highlights. But then again, Arteta oh, yeah. seems to have things in mind that football fans don't see. So maybe Arteta has something in mind for Havertz in the long-term future. Maybe he fits into a certain style that Arteta is aiming to play. I mean, he's got advantages. Like he's tall. He's not afraid of making body confrontations. Mm. He can be really um, aggressive. When he's experienced. He's forward. a Champions League yeah, winner. Yeah. His link-up play is pretty good. But look at the just look at the performance disastrous disaster. Yeah, yeah disastrous is it fair to judge him at this point in time though I mean they've only played what three yeah, games he, he, just look at the basics that you can do well <laughs> passes you can't even expect him to to pass the ball into the right position well and 
do you think nerves play a factor? Do you think that he's really trying to make a statement and justify his his price tag? Yeah, I, well, I don't. Or do you think it's just a lack of ability? I would go for the second. Uh, okay, so yeah. you think Arsenal could be potential losers in this yeah. window? Are yeah. there any others that you have in mind? But um, uh, on the other hand, I think that you mentioned Declan Rice. Yes. Yeah, I think he is uh, a good choice. Okay. He's, he's he's definitely worth the money. Yeah. But do you think there are any other teams in the in the Premier League or in Europe yeah. that could potentially be losers? I, I would like to ask about your opinions on okay. on, on Manchester United. As All player. right, you know, oh, they've made the some. Throwing it to the, the anchor, I love it. Um, look, obviously, it's no secret that I'm a huge Manchester United mm, fan, mm-hmm. and Ten Hag has come in and done some good things. I think that he's laid his marker on Manchester United. He's made it clear to the board and the players what he wants, a certain style that he wants to play. And no player, no big, no, no matter how big or small, is going to impact that, like we saw with Cristiano Ronaldo's exit. Um, in terms of the signings that we've made in this transfer window, I'm still a bit uncertain. Um, I think Onana has showed some promise. Yeah. I think he fits into Ten Hag's style better because he's a better distributor of the ball. But that being said, I think the handling of David De Gea was disgraceful because I think he's been absolutely yeah. brilliant and a legend for the club mm-hmm. for he a long time. And yeah. I still believe that he is one of the best, if not the best, shot stoppers on the planet. But his ball handling skills were not necessarily yeah. great. And that seems to be the reason they brought in Onana. Onana. Yeah. Mason Mount, I have not been impressed with him so far. Um, I think he still has a lot you know, to prove. And look, he has suffered an injury, but you know it remains to be seen what kind of impact that he has. Hoyland, an unbelievable talent. I'm very excited about his potential, but I don't know if he's going to solve the goal-scoring crisis that Manchester United has in this point in time. Harry Kane would have done so. <laughs> um, but he does definitely have some potential. I would definitely still like to see United sign another holding midfielder and potentially a striker. But I think United will get into the top four again this season, but I don't think we'll be challenging Manchester City. Well, top four, mm. a little bit ambitious. <laughs> well, because the other top four contenders, the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea, I think have done terrible business. I think the only ones that are looking like potential competitors to City at this point in time are Arsenal. Any other teams that have you know that you've kept your eyes on in the transfer window? Well, <clears throat> I was assuming that you guys would say that Chelsea is a potential loser. <laughs> oh no. I, I would say that they're a definite loser considering the amount of money that they've spent on, <laughs> yeah. Virtual, yeah, on virtual nobodies. But dude, this time uh, they, they, they've got a new manager, Pochettino. Mm-hmm. And I think this man... Uh, he is the man who can turn things around for the Blues. You know, he's already oh, really? made some great decisions by uh, trimming down the, the squad and um, he's got some uh, reinforcement in, in, in the positions that they uh, that the current squad is in need of. Uh, such as? Such as for many. Like, there are many names that I can come up with, like Casido. Who's uh, that? Christopher Kanku, Tell me who that is, please. And Nicholas Jackson. Who's um, that? Mark my words. Who I think Casido... Are they going to have an impact in the Premier League immediately? Nope. (laughs) He's going to be the next Kante for the the Blues. That's a big... Those are some big shoes to fill. Just just look at the matches he's he's already been playing. Last season in in Brighton, he's the pillar. He's like the pillar pillar player for for Brighton. Mm. He's been doing incredibly well in terms of defense but not only defense he's he what he's capable of is more than just blocking bo- balls from the from his opponents mm-hmm. but also uh passing threatening balls and and also dribbling that's that's he's off a to a trait. terrible start though right i mean he yeah. got a red card in his first game didn't he He still needs time he's young and talented <laughs> but he's only guys, 20 like 21 years old right 
Am but I right? Caicedo is just one signing. I mean, yeah. a heavy, a heavy yeah, spending. And 100 million pounds for a relatively untested player. That's yeah. a, I mean, I would say that's a bold investment, man. That's, it's so, got, I mean, you've got so do you to, think... Ch- yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, a record 360 million. Jeez. In for one what? transfer window. It's yeah. just unbelievable. And where's it going to take them? Do you see are, them competing with City? <laughs> they already spent 280 million. Madness. In winter. <laughs> How rich is this Todd Bowley guy? Uh, is he taking <laughs> out loans? What's happening? Look, this Chelsea squad is completely different from like one year ago. Yeah. I mean, if a Chelsea fan missed the whole season of Chelsea's game and he returns to watch Chelsea he won't even recognize this club he would feel how I'll feel who's that <laughs> who's this guy yeah yeah look at these tr- uh, transfers um, Caicedo for 110 million Jeez. 85 million for Lavia. who for, is that for, who <laughs> is this person 45 million I'm a football fan Dizarsi. and I don't know who these guys are and Six, they're spending hundreds of they, billions of pounds on untested players they will have their names resounding in the in the okay. okay. For Chelsea Again. fans, I hope so for their sake because this tactic that they're approaching the transfer market with right now seems like borderline madness. Yeah, 60 million for Nkunku. I mean, uh, I, I remember... Nkunku is at least worth the money. Yeah, right? I agree. Nkunku is uh, a, a striker. This, I mean, position. I remember a Chinese fan said on social media, uh, Chelsea were signing players like they were shopping on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that some of the, those names, they performed rather well yeah. with their previous clubs. And I kind of get Ch- Chelsea's strategy. This is what I want to ask you. What is their strategy? Is it a long-term vision? Because they're clearly yeah. not looking to close the mm. gap this season. Do you think that they're going to get to City's level at some point? I think they are trying to sign as many potential superstars as possible with multi-year contracts. Yes. So in the next four or five years, they will have, have a rather young and stable squad. Well, and young, when- yes, but stable <laughs> remains to be seen because I think their tactic, their, on paper, their approach makes sense, right? In terms mm. of like a financial long-term solution to Chelsea's problems. But there's no guarantee that these investments that they've made on talent and potential will be fulfilled because often in football we see highly talented youngsters not making the grade and Chelsea are taking a huge gamble because they haven't bet on one or two players they bet on like 10 to 15 players I mean I I think they are trying to you know sign these players with long contracts and uh, maybe in I guess that's the insurance right is tying them down to the long term contract so if they don't work out they've still got that insurance where they can't leave for free because they're tied. some mm. of them are tied down to, I think, yeah. 80-year contracts. When this batch of players, that when they grow into something, they might have a chance to win trophies. Mm. But they might, that, they might. <laughs> yeah, that said, I, I still think they are gambling. Yeah, They're yeah. playing a really risky game here. To, spend. to spend something like 500 million on potentially a mid-table finish, it is something that the fans are probably going to be very upset mm. with. And you just have to hope for the Chelsea fans' sake, that this approach of, you know, betting so much money on this potential works out in the long term. It could happen. We might, I might be eating my words in five years' time, but that remains to be seen. Whereas the likes of Manchester City, they seem to have made some really quality um, decisions in terms of replacing players that have left and just reinvigorating reinvi- the squad. Manchester City have signed the likes of um, Gavardiol yeah, um, as a centre-back. Mm, he- I think he's great uh, yeah. centre-back. Yeah, he's- and Mateo Kovacic, who's also just been a really good squad player for Chelsea over the years. I think he's going to really have a great impact on um, 
City's midfield depth. Mm. To and, replace um, Gundogan? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, well, not necessarily to replace Gundogan because I don't think he'll be a starter, but I think just to take up that place in the squad. Look, they've let go of Cole Palmer, who is an incredible talent, but they've also brought in uh, Jeremy Doku, who also looks like an incredible talent coming off the wings. So it looks like City are set for another season of dominance and they've begun the season with three Premier League wins. So Yeah, they are, they just have so many good players yeah. at disposal. And depth, just disposal. unbelievable yeah. squad depth. Young Guang, we also know that, um, look, a lot of, we've, we've spoken about a couple of transfers that have been happening in the Bundesliga, in uh, La Liga and in the Premier League, but there's also been this tiny matter of the Saudi League signing really high quality players to their league mm. and really having an impact on the global stage. What impact do you think some of these major, you know, internationally renowned players moving to the Saudi League will have on football going forward? In the old days, the only um, only the likes of Buddy Studer, Xavi Hernandez, yeah, and the Cannavaro players past their yeah, peak played in the Middle East only when they were on the tail of their professional career. But now, if you look at those joining the Saudi Pro League, um, they are in, still in their prime. And yeah. uh, at least... Benzema's a current yeah. Ballon d'Or holder. Neymar. Yeah, their Neymar, slippery yeah, yeah. Is, isn't that obvious. The rich Saudi bosses are like, okay, if we can buy a Premier League club and attract top players to play for that club, why don't we just create another Premier League in my country and yeah. let top players in my country? And it seems like yeah. they're on the road to do that. And I think mm. going forward, it's going to be very interesting to see what impact the Saudi Pro League has on other European leagues around the world and if they can reach that level. And it looks like they potentially can. So it's going to be very interesting to see in future transfer windows if we see this continuing trend of not just former stars, but current stars leaving the European leagues and moving to the Saudi League. But there's still plenty of action to happen in the transfer window and it should be very exciting indeed. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us and we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then. 